This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome to Cruise Control. It is that car show here on BFM. My name is Rich Bradbury. I'm joined in the studio by my friend Ali Johan. Say hello, Ali. Hey, good evening, everybody. And then somewhere over there in the ether, joining us via some kind of magical wave, it is Daniel Fernandez from DSF.my. Hi, Daniel. Hello, Richard. Hello, Ali. And it's great to be back after the long Chinese New Year break. Gong hei, gong hei. Now, uh, show in three parts, of course. Uh, we've got news up at the top of the show. Then we'll be speaking about trending EVs in North America. And then, of course, we have a review of the Ford Ranger Platinum at the end of the show. Let's kick off with some news then, some local launches. What do we got? Exciting launches after the Chinese New Year period. Uh, first one is the Range Rover Evoque 2024 edition, just launched by Jaguar Land Rover Malaysia. It's a facelift edition, comes in two variants, Daniel, um, and it's got some new features. Yep. So this is not a completely new car. Mm. So a, a few months ago, they, they introduced the, the, the facelift Vela. The Vela is a bigger version of the Evoque, somewhere between the the big boy Range Rover and the Evoque. The and it now comes the Evoque, like a baby Vela, basically, if you mm. look at it. Or you can call it the baby Range Rover. It's more like a crossover, but it's got all the all-terrain capabilities of a big boy Range Rover and a Vela. It's a smaller vehicle. I think a little bit tight for you, Richard, because you're very tall, but you, you'll still fit in, you know. Uh, but if somebody else of the same height sits at the back of you, they'll be a little bit squeezed, which is quite surprising because this is a British brand. Oh, sorry, no, it's, it's an Indian brand. Not anymore. <laughs> so because it. there's an Indian brand, I think they made stop it. Stop it. You're ganging up on me. Stop it. Come on. <laughs> so anyway, it's come now uh, to the showrooms locally. They've got a two-liter turbocharged petrol engine, 200 PS and 320 newton meters of torque running with a nine-speed automatic transmission. So you still have the uh, dynamic SE version and the dynamic HSE version. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, you know, it's not really altogether new. Yes, but it's still an Evoque, and the Evoque was one of the most popular Range Rovers ever introduced in the global market. In Malaysia, it outsold anything else that Range Rover had, and now the price starts at 490 8,800 ringgit Ooh. all the way up to 565,800. Blimey. Yes. So it, even though it's a Indian-owned company, it still has British pricing. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly does. Yep. So that's Range Rover Evo 2024. Just launched. Check it out online or at the showrooms at Jaguar Land Rover Malaysia. Um, now, Great Wall Motors have also announced a new SUV in the local market. They call it the Tank 300. I, I okay. call it the uh, Lazada version of the G-Class Mercedes. You're very right. It's actually a copy of the G-Class. I mean, not a direct copy, but it looks very similar. Mm. It also looks very similar to a Jeep Wrangler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit you of know? rounded on the edges. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yes. So it's got all the design elements that says, buy me, you know, because <laughs> it looks rugged. It looks attractive. It's not too large. And the best part is it comes with a two-liter turbocharged engine. So it's a very livable engine for our climate, you know, for our Rotex system. Now, it'll have a 220 brake horsepower working with an 8-speed ZF gearbox. Now, this is an all-out 
four by four vehicle. This is not something that's you know, uh, like a crossover or something that's you know, just playing hide and seek for the for the off road uh, circuit. This is a proper off roader. Now, Great Wall Motors has had this in the market for a couple of years in China. They teased it a few times in Malaysia. This time it's officially in, but the price has not been revealed. This is where you're going to do. You heard it here first. For us to say we heard it here first, we have been toying around with all the prices from China and you know wherever it's been launched, and I think just below two hundred thousand ringgit. Oh, okay. If it's coming in at about a hundred and ninety or thousand ringgit, can you just imagine the kind of response it's going to get in the Malaysian public? Mm. Because there's a lot of people who say, which you mentioned earlier. The Suzuki Jimny is hundred eighty thousand. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And now I get this much bigger four doors, proper ZF HP gearbox. You know, uh, two hundred twenty over brake horsepower, and it's less than two hundred thousand. If if it's less than two hundred thousand, it is going to be runaway success for, for sure, sure. For sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. And Great Wall Motors have been delivering cars like the Aura Good Care, and then they're going to deliver the Aura Seven soon. Their interiors are good. Their infotainment system is good. Connectivity. For all kinds of, you know, Android Auto, Apple CarPlay, everything is there. So, let's look forward to this being available for me to test drive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else then? We got the locally assembled Kia Carnival with yeah. seven and eight seats. Yes, this is another big car recently launched. The 2024 edition of the Carnival by Kia comes in two setups. You can either have it in seven seats or eight seats. Now a better sort of interior upgrade with black and grey leatherette finishing, 19-inch uh, alloy wheels. Other specs remain unchanged, Daniel, with this new one. Yes, it's still using a diesel engine. Now, the Kia Carnival is Kia's best-selling vehicle in, in Malaysia right now, surprisingly. Uh, the Sorento, sadly, is not doing as well because the Carnival just makes more sense. It's almost in the same price segment. Mm. And then we've got other Kia vehicles coming in. Uh, hopefully, they will, you know, impact the the, the 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 car buying population like it did many years ago with all their little small cars. But right now, the Carnival is their bestseller, and with this, what do you call mild cabin facelift, I think it'll just continue being a bestseller because there's nothing else that comes close in terms of price. Mm. Kia uses the same engine, right, with a few of their models, Carnival, Sorento. They all have the 2.2-litre turbo diesel engine. Yes, they're still running the turbo diesel engines with the 8-speed automatic gearbox. I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, diesel engine. But these are very nice, clean diesel engines. Mm. They don't have the diesel smell. they got a nice amount of power. And, you know, this Carnival is a huge vehicle. It's bigger than the Alpha. So you need something that's really going to have enough grunt to pull it along if you're fully loaded going along North-South Highway. So it's in showrooms right now. I think it's still great value for money. Five years manufacturer's warranty and 100,000 kilometers limit if and when it happens. So great value for money, like I said. Go and test drive it. Go and have a look at it. Get into the cabin. Live with it. I like it. Yeah, nice. Okay, looking at some regional headlines, Mitsubishi, uh, in August last year, they revealed the X-Force in markets like Vietnam and Indonesia. Entry-level compact SUV to rival the HRV, Daniel. And now... They are exporting the X-Force out of Indonesia into other markets, it seems? Yes, the X-Force actually made a big, big impact at the 2023 Gaikando. Gaikando is the Indonesian International Auto Show. When it was launched, everybody looked at it and said, okay, this is basically the revival of the, uh, I don't know if you remember, the ASX. If you think about it, the ASX was the region's first ever compact crossover when it came out, you know? 
which is about eight, nine years ago. Now, that ASX is already, you know, it's, it's seen better days. Like, and it's still popular in the used car market. But there's not been a new ASX introduced in this region. There has been, in Japan, a new ASX, much more expensive. And I think for the ASEAN market, they said, you know, if you bring in that ASX, it's going to be expensive. We're not going to be able to compete with the, the current market leaders, which is the Honda HRV. So what do we do? We come up with a slightly lower range vehicle. And this is the X-Force. And if you look at it, it's a direct competitor to the HRV in terms of size, features, um, uh, engine, drivetrain, everything else. You know, it's a direct competitor. Now, in Indonesia, it's also priced very close to the HRV. So there's a very good chance when it comes, it's now being exported. When it comes to Malaysia, uh, not sure when, I'm guesstimating end of the year because Mitsubishi in Malaysia has not said anything about its arrival. I'm guesstimating end of the year because there's a good chance they'll want to local assemble it to get the price even more attractive mm. for Malaysians. Interesting. We were just talking, Daniel, a couple of weeks ago about Mitsubishi having only two sort of strong products in the market, right? And still making tons of money, which is the Triton and the Expander, you know? All right. On that note, let's take a quick break. Folks, you are, of course, tuned into Cruise Control. It is the car show here on BFM. I'm Rich Bradbury, joined by Ali Johan and, of course, Daniel Fernandez from DSF.my. We'll be right back after these messages. We'll be talking about the top 10 trending EVs in North America right now. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Cruise Control. I'm Rich Bradbury with, of course, Ali Johan and Daniel Fernandez. We're into part two, where it is the top 10 trending EVs in North America right now. I'm going to be cheating and tell you what the number 10 is right now. I'm going to do that. Um, it is the Hyundai Kona Electric. The Hyundai Kona Electric has already been in Malaysia. We've seen it, right? Mm. It's been launched. It did not sell as well as they thought it would, despite its good looks and its good price, simply because there were too many rivals coming in from China, from America, from everywhere else. So the timing line, you know, it's all about timing. But now we're looking at uh, this, this little list is what is trending in America, North America. Yeah. Now, why are we interested in what electric cars are trending in North America? Because why? They somehow rather filter back to ASEAN, you know? Mm-hmm. What the Americans are buying, what the Europeans are buying, somehow or other filters back to ASEAN. Of course, you don't see the the Chinese electric cars dominating the American landscape right now. Okay, but they will. They will. Trust me, they will. So let's look at what's at the bottom of the scale. Like. At the bottom of the scale, like you said, Hyundai Kona Electric with over one million searches uh, in the last one year, and you know it's it's uh, it's priced at thirty five thousand. American dollars, not too expensive. It's an attractive vehicle. It's not too big, not too small, and I think it's I think it's great value for money. The only thing is, a lot of people think that you know there's there's newer, more exciting vehicles out there. Now, right after that, is a is a it's a very nice looking vehicle. Something that looks almost like something that came out of Germany, but it's also a Hyundai. It's an Ionic Six. I love the look of this thing. Yeah, this thing is sleek. It's curvaceous. And, you know, with 1.8 million searches, it looks like it's going to be a record-breaking year for Hyundai because not only have they got the Kona Electric, they got this, and they got another one more, which we'll talk about later. So this is priced at 
thousand US. Now here's the surprising thing because the Kona is thirty five thousand, and the Ionic Six, which is so much better, is thirty eight thousand US. Huh? Surprising, right? Yeah. Okay, and then next in eighth place, we have another Korean, and this is a sister to Hyundai, the Kia Niro Electric. Now, the Kia Niro was launched here at 250,000 ringgit. Did not do well simply because of its price. But in America, at 1.8 million searches, it's ranked 8. And the price is almost a 40,000 US dollars. Again, I'm thinking, why is it more expensive than the Ionic 6? Mm. You know, there must be something that, that Kia is doing that doesn't make sense. But this is how much they price it at. Now, in seventh place, at Two million searches. We have a vehicle that has come in with grey importers to Malaysia. Did not sell well simply because it's a grey import. There's no after sales. There's no warranty. There's no backup. Remember, electric cars, buy it from the manufacturer. Don't buy it from private importers because you have recalls, you have upgrades, you have software updates, which you can't get from a grey importer. Mm. So, this is the Ford Mustang Mark E. Yeah, not, not a fan of this one, I have to admit. It... It does, you know, first of all, they used the Mustang nameplate on a four-door car. I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. When <laughs> when I first heard them launching this, I'm like, this is going to be an awesome-looking thing. And then I saw it, and I'm like, oh, no. Uh, it, it, it should be not Mustang. They should call it the Pony E, you know? I, well, I don't even know about that. But, you know, it's sad that they used the Mustang name on it. And I think I think they thought by using the Mustang name, they'll get a lot of... Exactly that, right? Exactly. I had Mustang yeah. owners will say, okay... After the Mustang E, in sixth place, we have another Kia. And this is a good-looking Kia. This is the Kia EV6 at 42000 US dollars. Now, when you look at the Kia EV6 price at 42000 US, you think to yourself, why is it more expensive than the Hyundai or mm. Ioniq 6 mm. at 38000 And globally, Hyundai owns Kia. Hyundai yep. is the parent. Yeah. So this I don't understand. So anyway, that's a Kia EV6. They charge you more money for the makeup that it wears, Daniel, I think, because it's a, a very good-looking vehicle. You're right. It is much better looking than the Hyundai uh, Ioniq 5, yeah. which is supposed to be its, 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 its sibling. But somehow or other, you know, I, I still prefer the, the, the Hyundai version. Anyway, that's just me. Now, in fifth place, a car that is not sold here, and I'm happy that it's not sold here <laughs> because there have been cases of uh, little fires, there have been cases of... Um, severe malfunctions with the gear system. Uh, this car has got a lot of problems, yet it's cute and it's cheap. Mm. The Chevrolet Bolt Electric. Mm. 26,000 US. Uh, very popular. Doing very well in US despite all its little niggly problems like fires. You know? <laughs> but, you know, no, no one can actually say whether it's a fire caused by the vehicle itself or by the charging system or by, you know, some other mishap but it seems to plague this vehicle. Mm. So that's the Chevrolet Bolt. Now, after that, in fourth place, it's a vehicle that's supposed to be launched in Malaysia last year, delayed. Now they're saying it's going to be launched this year, but they don't know when. It's going to be Volkswagen's first ever electric vehicle for Malaysia, mm -hmm. the ID.4. All right. Now, it's got 2.5 million searches, doing very well in Europe. Um, I've seen it in Europe when I've been there uh, on work. Uh, I think it's a very good-looking vehicle, but it just doesn't—it just doesn't say Volkswagen, you know. Mm. 
It looks just like any other electric vehicle from Korea or China or whatever. It doesn't stand out. It doesn't say, it doesn't say I'm unique. I'm Volkswagen. And I think that is something which Volkswagen has uh, missed out on, you know, because yeah. Volkswagens have a very, un- you know, like the Volkswagen Archon. You look at it. You straight away know that's a Volkswagen. Yeah. Golf, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a Volkswagen. Polo, yeah. you know. Yeah. But the ID, maybe it needs new ID. Anyway, that's got <laughs> 2.5 million searches. It's 38,000 US. Now, the next vehicle, it's something that is brand new, hot topic, just launched in Thailand and soon to be launched in Malaysia. This is going to be a really hot seller. This is my my guesstimate. Like, it's going to outsell all the earlier vehicles we mentioned for sure in Malaysia. The Volvo EX30. Really? You think it's going to outsell the... Oh, okay, he's already nodding. He's, I can see he's on video camera, by the way, folks listening at home. I can right. already see him waiting to interrupt. Yes, go on, please. Okay, the Volvo EX30 is basically a smaller XC40. Right. It's Volvo's first from ground up all electric vehicle. Now, it was launched in Thailand last year. Fantastic response. In Malaysia, people are already starting to you know, ask questions about it. When we put up anything on the EX30, there's a lot of response. Now, price-wise, guesstimate, 198800 Huh. If it manages to maintain its, you know, its uh, pricing structure uh, with, with Miti and Maida and all that. Now, in US, it's 34000 US. Now, it's got 2.7 million searches right now, okay? And it's doing very well in the US in terms of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, uh, public reaction. So I think it'll do very well here. It's a cute, fun-looking vehicle. And a lot of electric cars today are starting to get smaller simply because people don't need big electric cars anymore. Mm. Okay, yeah? okay, okay. So I think they'll do well. Second spot, the Hyundai Ioniq 5. Launched two years ago, did very well. Then there's a huge slowdown because the, the market just had too much competition in Malaysia. Three million searches in US alone, okay, doing very, very well. Now, the price is 41,000 US dollars. It's big. This is a big mm. vehicle. This mm. is a vehicle which you can sit in front and drive it, and someone as tall as you can sit at the back, 45-degree angle and lounge. It's a beautiful-looking thing as well. Yes, I love the look of this vehicle. I might be tempted to buy a second-hand one one day when the price is right. Ah. You know, because they got very good battery tech, very good features. When I test drove it, I just loved it. It was it was one of the best electric cars I had driven. Uh, till today, I think it's one of the best electric cars I've driven. Uh, might not be the fastest, might not be the best handling, but as a commuter family vehicle, spot on. So, what is number one? Well, it's no a, surprise. It's a name that we've not heard mentioned at all through the list, so it has to yes. be the obvious, right? Yeah, no surprise. American-made, American brand, Tesla Model 3. Right. Okay, 23 million searches. Now, Hyundai number two was 3 million, but Tesla got 23 million searches. That just shows the power of Tesla. SEO. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe SEO, but you know, Tesla is a powerful brand. Yeah, they are. Extremely powerful. powerful. How do you yeah. feel about this list then, Daniel? I think this list um, is a bit disappointing because it seems that Americans are not interested in European electric cars. Mm. Because the Europeans all have electric cars now. We don't have a list of actual car sales, electric right. car sales. Yeah, I, I think uh, there's certainly SEO at work here. Right. So maybe for next week, let me do enough research to find out what are the numbers for 2023 
for different Electrica's top 10. Come back with some firm figures, Daniel. Okay. All right, let's do I that. I will do that. Let's do that. Let's take a short break. Uh, folks, you are, of course, tuned in to Cruise Control uh, here on BFM, the car show here on BFM. We'll be right back after these messages. Daniel's going to do some sleuthing on the internet. And when we come back, of course, it is the car review for this week. It is a Ford Ranger Platinum. Don't go anywhere here on BFM 89.9. FM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury. I'm here, of course, with Ali Johan and Daniel Fernandez from DSF.my. We've been through two parts of the show already. We've had some news and some car launches. Then, of course, we spoke a little bit about the top 10 trending EVs in North America right now. We're going to wrap up in a moment with this car review. It is a Ford Ranger Platinum. Daniel, tell us all about this. So we've been talking a lot about electric cars, electric cars, electric cars. Let's talk about diesel power. Oh, now, diesel power, a lot of people say, oh, you know, ah, <laughs> it's, you know, sunset industry. Let's not talk about it. It's going to be banned very soon, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, in in Asia, diesel is still big. Yeah. In fact, people will not admit it. But even in Europe and America, diesel is big, North and South America. Why? Because commercial vehicles, buses, trucks, factory equipment, farm equipment, uh, pickup trucks are all diesel. Mm. I mean, look at the number of pickup trucks sold in America. They out they they outweigh cars, and they're all diesel. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's GMC, whether it's Chevrolet, whether it's Ford, whether whether it's a Toyota, uh, they're all diesel. Okay. Of course, they have electric trucks coming out now, like the Ford Maverick and all, but they're not doing very well. Then in Europe, if you talk about all this kind of equipment, it's all diesel. Mm. And if you talk about Asia. Everything that moves the, the you know moves goods and services in Asia is diesel powered. Yeah. So I don't think diesel is going anywhere. Not anytime soon. Not in not in my lifetime. I think maybe yeah. maybe thirty years from now, maybe tw- twenty five years from now. Okay. But I don't think anytime soon diesel is going away. So Ford is is you know moving the boundaries of diesel ownership by making their trucks even more SUV like. All right. So they have launched the Ranger decades ago and made it look like a SUV, you know, with all kinds of um, uh, nice fitment outside, rims, colors, uh, cabin equipment and all that. Then they started introducing cabin connectivity. This was a thing called SYNC, S-Y-N-C. Then they had SYNC 2, SYNC 3. Now they've got SYNC 4. What is cabin connectivity? Cabin just... connectivity is you no know, navigation, uh, oh, pairing of okay. Home, okay, okay. You know, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, flat screen, touch screen, all kinds of screens, yeah. digital interface. So now with this new Ranger, uh, which they launched a year ago, they already have all this. Right. And then they said they're doing well. And then, of course, they got the Raptor, which is the big boy pickup truck. But somewhere along the line, someone said, hey, you know… The Ranger is doing well. There's a there's a number of variants, but let's go even one step further and tease people to say, I'll give you an SUV with a cab at the back. <laughs> with a with a with a loading area at the back, you know? Mm. So they came up with the platinum. Ford Ranger Platinum. So this is the top version of any pickup truck you can buy right now. Oh. Okay. Okay. Now Mitsubishi has got a great pickup truck, the Triton. Nissan has got the Navara, which is very popular. 
Uh, Toyota, of course, they got the Hilux and they got the Hilux Rogue, which is their top version. But none of them come to this level in terms of being premium. And when I say premium, I'm talking about cabin experience. Yes, you got big wheels, you got big rims, you got nice, attractive exterior, but it's a cabin experience. And this is where Ford has said, I'm going to give you a cabin experience like the Everest. You know the Everest SUV? Yeah. So, premium appointments start with Bang & Olfensen premium audio system, which I think is just ridiculous to find in a pickup truck. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money. <laughs> because that's an expensive system. Yeah, but yeah. Ford wants to give it to you. All right. And but then you got a 12.4-inch di digital instrument cluster, full digital. Wow. Which is something you'll find in you know electric cars, you'll find in a Mercedes EQE, you'll find in the Mercedes S-Class, something similar to that. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then you got a 12-inch central infotainment screen, a huge infotainment screen. Okay, which you'll find in a Volvo XC90. So seemingly gone are the days when uh, greasy, oily mechanics would get into pickup trucks and start moving things around because clearly you can't have oil on your fingers when you're trying to play around with a 12.4-inch uh, digital instrument cluster or a 12-inch central infotainment screen. You're very right. You're very right. And I don't think greasy mechanics or gre greasy uh, factory workers or greasy anything will want to be sitting in this truck because this beautiful leather interior. Uh -huh. Okay? Then you have a QI wireless charging pad. You've got interior ambient lighting, which you find in premium cars. You know, it's got active park assist. Who is this you know? for then? I'll come to that because yeah. that was an interesting part that came across my mind. So you've got all these wonderful things. you still got all that 4x4 four four drivetrain underneath. You know, you've got 2H, 4H, 4L. You've got that engineering to go off-road. You got a four-cylinder turbo diesel engine, twin entry, um, 210 PS, 500 Newton meters of torque. My word! Working with a 10-speed, this is like an overkill, a 10-speed automatic transmission. Now, if you get into this truck, you you start it up, you hear the diesel clatter, yes, but very low, very muted, mm. because it's well insulated. You start driving it, the power delivery after 2,000 revs is just, it's just quick. It's very quick. Mm. Now, it's a pickup truck, so the back is empty. Yeah. Don't try and go around a corner fast. Even though you're riding on 20-inch wheels, it's still a pickup truck. It's not a race race truck. Yeah, yeah. But of course, if you put in some Fox suspension and updated, you know, upgraded uh, struts and all, you probably could go around a go around a corner with like a like a race car, but you don't want to do that because mm. it's sitting up high. So this pickup truck has got all the luxury appointments for someone, I think, like you, Richard. What, what does that mean? <laughs> because you see, you don't need a lot of space. You don't need a seven-seater. No. But you're always a bit upset about KL traffic. True. So if you've got to pick up... <laughs> Just drive over mow, everybody. You can mow yourself past <laughs> traffic or through traffic. But in some ways, Daniel, let me be honest with you. I, I'm like you in some ways. I like my touch-feely you know, bits and pieces. I, I like to be able to, be able to turn a dial... Uh, yes. And as much as I love my touchscreen phones, I wouldn't want that in a vehicle, and especially not when it's a pickup truck. The reason I'm buying a pickup truck is because I want it to be rah, something <laughs> macho. Well, it doesn't have to be macho, but yeah, macho. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the problem. These pickup trucks are not designed uh, by people like us. That's right. 
they're designed by a new generation of uh, cabin uh, designers and planners and product planners. And, you know, they are looking at a new generation of buyers, which is people like my kids, you know? Right. Yeah. I think they're trying to tell us, listen, if you don't want to adapt, don't buy it, you uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. Because we've got enough buyers from the younger generation. Ambient lights, please. Yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of people out there who just want something comfortable, but on the outside, they look very garang, lah, mm. you know? Now, you can also buy the lesser variant pickup trucks, of course, from Ford. They've got a whole range. Mm. But I see more of these on the road. And the surprising thing is, after I took it out for a test drive, I even I even shared a picture. I was actually on a, on a highway, and there were two Ford, new Ford pickup trucks, two different variants, right in front of me. One was a Raptor, and one was a Wildtrak. Uh-huh. And I took a picture just to show that it is actually quite common on the road. Right. And the people using it are not construction workers or plumbers or carpenters or whatever. They look like Joe Public, like you and me. Yeah, yeah. These trucks were not muddy. They were not, you know, knocked up. They were not, you know, damaged in any way. They look nice and clean and shiny, just like my test truck. To be fair, I, I would have a pickup truck tomorrow. I think they're awesome. You see, I've driven a lot of pickup trucks and... I'm not a fan of big vehicles. Right. I've, I've always said that. I like small cars because I like the easy parking. I like to mm. squeeze into places. I like to, you know, maneuver into traffic and all that. But when you drive a pickup truck, you suddenly notice, especially with daytime running lights like in, in this in this Ranger, people make way for you. Yeah. Because yeah. they're a little bit afraid. They're a little bit, hey, this one's going to hit me. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is this one, is, is this one coming down too fast? Of course, you know, because you thunder down with that, that kind of talk. They think that you don't have enough braking power. You have enough braking power. You've got enough traction from those big wheels. But some nervous drivers will pull away, give you to go through. Because why? They don't want to get hit by you. Right. Okay. So what kind of price would we be looking at for something like this? Then? Very reasonable. I mean, this is BFM salary price. You know, 183888 And how much did we say a chimney was at the beginning of the show? About the same price. Wow. So if you take it over a nine-year loan, Richard, it's nothing. For you, it's nothing. You live in cloud cuckoo land. You know that, you know, right? It, anyway, okay, this yes. is the Ford Ranger Platinum, the top-the-range premium luxury truck. Not the Raptor, not something that's hard-edged. This is a city truck. Lovely. All right. Okay, on that note, Daniel, shall we wrap up? I think we should. Okay. Folks, thank you very much for staying tuned, of course, uh, through Cruise Control this week. A show in three parts. We did start off with news about the Range Rover Evoque, Great Wall Motors uh, Tank 300, the Kia Carnival, and the Mitsubishi X-Force. Then we moved on to the top 10 trending EVs in North America right now. Just wrapped up, of course, with that review of the Ford Ranger Platinum. If you missed any part of the show, go download the podcast. It's available wherever you normally listen to. We recommend the BFM app. That's available in the Apple App Store or Google Play. On behalf of myself, Rich Bradbury, Ali Johan, and of course, Daniel Fernandez from DSF.my, this has been Cruise Control on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.